You are listening to the Daily Homily for Magdala in the Holy Land. Some people were speaking about how the temple was adorned with costly stones and votive offerings. Jesus said, All that you see here, the days will come when there will not be left a stone upon another stone that will not be thrown down. Then they asked him, Teacher, when will this happen? And what sign will there be when all these things are about to happen? He answered, See that you not be deceived, for many will come in my name, saying, I am he. And the time has come. Do not follow them. When you hear of wars and insurrections, do not be terrified. For such things must happen first, but it will not immediately be the end. Then he said to them, Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be powerful earthquakes, famines, and plagues from place to place. And awesome sights and mighty signs will come from the sky. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Some time back, a word became popular, futurology the study of the future, the prediction of the future. Many books were written, articles in magazines and so forth. People like to know the future because we would like to get a handle on the future. Other people try to do it through divination and different kinds of procedures. Obviously, there are patterns of cause and consequence in society, so there's surely a basis for some predictions in certain procedures of companies and economies, how they do and how they will fail, and analysis of political uh, structures and regimes and levels of cohesion in society, education and so forth, and people can uh, make some uh, sometimes accurate predictions. But we would love to know the future, but we don't. We know the past a little bit, and as much as it's been filtered to us, taught to us from different perspectives, and we know the present a little bit, but we don't see all what's going on at the present time either. Even we have all these communications, many times we can't even tell what is the truth of a particular presentation nowadays with artificial intelligence. It's amazing. One of our conferences just showed a talk he gave in English. And he's not his native language, but he was speaking it perfectly. And all he did was he put in a video in Spanish into the artificial intelligence chat, and he asked it to give that talk in English. And because it studied his pronunciation and his gesticulation, he gave a perfect talk in English. Um, and he was moving and uh, in sync with all of his words. So now you could produce anything. You know, if you saw it in the movies, it's true, but then we realized that in Hollywood they were, you know, they can fix up any kind of landscape and any kind of building and street. And so you have an impression of reality. And so we have that challenge and we also have a desire to know because 
those circumstances that might change put us in a different position for advantage. And here this king is no different, Nebuchadnezzar, this head of state of an empire, and he wants to know the future, and he has a dream about the future. And here we recall how Joseph interpreted the dream for the Pharaoh, and now Daniel is interpreting the dream for Nebuchadnezzar. And it's a parallel type of situation in a way, because also the Pharaoh wanted to know about the meaning of the, the fat cows and the thin cows. And here, this guy wants to know about all these different forms that he saw in the dream. And we have Jesus speaking also about the future. The disciples comment, how beautiful is this temple? This beautiful mosaic here, you know, they were talking about the temple in Jerusalem. And I've heard it commented a number of times that it was the most beautiful temple in the Roman Empire. Herod spared no expense to make it very beautiful. And it was also a business consideration and a political consideration for Herod to do that. And we know Herod's story a little bit, so we know he had a lot of issues, but he was also very brilliant. And he knew how to uh, make great projects happen. And so this temple was absolutely gorgeous, it was splendid. And even in Jesus' time, apparently it wasn't completed. It was only completed about two or three years before its destruction, the last details, which is amazing. And then two or three years later, after it's completely finished, it collapses. And so we have a prediction then by Jesus of, uh, saying that this temple will fall apart. In a certain sense, he didn't even need, in a certain sense, to have all his divine knowledge to say this because there's nothing standing from 3,000 years ago anywhere. Well, there's one building here, north of here, near Caesarea uh, Philippi, uh, and they say that the doorway is from the time of Abraham. It's dysfunctional. It doesn't function as a doorway anymore. Nobody could go in there. But you see a structure from the time of Abraham and Dan. And that's quite uh, massive and impressive and significant that there's a building there that probably Abraham walked into. That's interesting, isn't it? But how many more buildings are there older than that? That's the, one of the great lessons of archaeology, that they, all the kingdoms disappear. We find little fragments of them, vessels they had, some symbols they had, some writing they had, but it's gone. And that's the path of all the kingdoms. And so there's a lot of teaching in this for us at the end of the liturgical year, looking at the end of our lives and seeing what's going to remain. It's all going to crumble into dust. And then this means that we have to have corresponding attitudes. And Jesus talks about certain phenomena here, wars and insurrection, insurrections and natural disasters, earthquakes and so forth, plagues. And Many Christians have busied themselves trying to interpret this, and they give us extraordinary calculations because of certain wars and earthquakes and this, and they make a lot of people very nervous in a way that's filled with anxiety. And that's not what Jesus is teaching. He actually gives us two instructions here that are very, very key to our attitude as followers of Jesus. And number one, do not be deceived by people who say, now is the time, the world is over, there's these wars going on, and these wars going on, and these disasters happening, and these floods, and these earthquakes. It's time, you know? And he said, don't follow them when they tell you it's the time. They don't know. Even Jesus said he didn't know the exact time. He said, only the Father knows. 
And then the second big clue he gives, or instruction he gives is, do not be terrified. Do not be afraid. God is in charge. God loves us. And that's not for us to become complacent or so relaxed that we're here forever. Well, no, we're going to go faster than some of the buildings. And we have no idea we can't guarantee tomorrow or tonight. So then what does that mean? Well, that we are ready. We live in a great, in a healthy tension. You know, the guitar Alessandra uses, the strings have to be in a healthy tension. If they're too taut with anxiety, we, we burst, we break. But if it's not taut enough, you can't play music. And spiritually, we need to be in a certain tension. And that tension is to be focused on glorifying God, to know that the world is finishing, so I have time I want to use well, but I'm not going to live with a crushing anxiety, with a nervous disposition that consumes all my strengths, and I can't notice the tears of a baby, the loneliness of an elderly person the need somebody has to have a little boost because they're very down. So then we are living in expecting Jesus' second coming, and we'll be celebrating that in in a very powerful way during Advent, now starting next Sunday. And Jesus is coming. We're not here for always, and we're going to meet him. And that's going to be the beginning of eternal life. All these kingdoms can disappear. Some of them can be richer or poorer, it doesn't matter. But we're going for eternal life, for a kingdom that's prepared for us since the foundation of the world, because that's why God created the world and us to use and live this world in such a way that we would be ready for the eternal life. Let us prepare for this great day. Glory and eternal praise to him. Thank you for joining us today. If you want to learn more about Magdala, follow us on YouTube and on Facebook.